uh, we have the open door uh, there in social circle after I finished sharing the word of God I walked outside and a man met me outside his name is Dan he's 57 years old he said pastor I need to talk with you I said sure Dan what's on your mind he by the way served in the United States Army as a uh, army ranger in fact he told me he was a sniper in the Iraq war he said I really don't like to talk a lot about it 57 years old but here's what he told me. I've been going now and met him probably two week, two years ago and been talking with him on and off. He said, Pastor, I'm feeling like the Lord has wanted me to continue my study in the Word of God. I want to go to be uh, equipped. And I'm not sure what kind of calling God has on my life, but uh, he's a maintenance man, by the way. He said, but I wonder, do you have any recommendations? And I said, sure, Dan, I'll be glad to pray with you. And then uh, we talked. I recommended a couple of schools that I would recommend, one being Luther Rice Seminary Bible College in Lithonia, Georgia, uh, the other being Louisiana Baptist University, which I've had the privilege of going to both of the schools. And I said, they'll be conservative theologically, and uh, you'll be blessed. They have online classes and so forth. So we prayed, and I rejoiced over that. I really did. I thank God for God's call on men. And uh, whether you're called to serve in ministry or not, we're all called to serve the Lord. And, you know, speaking of that, it, I love the story. Have you heard the story about the man that was going to the barber shop? And he sat in the chair, and the barber said to him, said, uh, he said, what you got planned for the summertime? The man said, well, I plan to go to Rome. He said, do what? He said, I plan to go to Rome. He said, are you sure? He said, yes, sir, I'm going to Rome. As the barber was cutting his hair, he said, well, what kind of airline are you going to take? The man said, I'm going to go a certain airline. And he told him the airline. The barber said, that airline is not any good. I don't know why I'd fly that airline or not. And then he said, by the way, the barber said to the man, where are you going to stay when you go to Rome? The man responded by telling a particular motel. The barber said, that dump, I wouldn't let my dog stay in that dump. And then the man said to the barber, the barber said, well, what are you going to go there for? The man said, I'm going to go and maybe I can see the Pope. And the barber said, you'll see the Pope? He said, you'll see him like an ant about a mile away. That's about all you'll see about the Pope. And then the man said, well, I'll let you know how it goes when I get back. Well, he came back to the barber shop about a month later after he'd taken his trip. The barber said, well, how'd your trip go? He said, man, it went great. He said, well, how was the airline? He said, it was tremendous. They just did a fabulous job. He said, well, what about that uh, hotel, motel you were going to stay in? He said, it was top notch. He said, I mean, they spent $25 million on that motel. It was uh, absolutely just first class. He said, well, the barber did to the man as he was cutting his hair. He said, well, what did you get to see the Pope? Did, he, did you see him from a mile off? And the man said, no, as a matter of fact, he said, I saw the Pope. He walked right past me, and he spoke to me. And the barber said, well, what in the world did the Pope say to you? And the man looked at the barber and said, he looked at me and said, where in the world did you get that awful haircut you got? <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know about that, but I know this. I know we all need godly wisdom. I need godly wisdom. You need godly wisdom. Have you heard of God's LSD? Have anybody ever heard of God's LSD? I'm not talking about the devil's LSD, lust, sin, and death. I'm talking about God's LSD. Have you heard about God's LSD, 
learning, submitting, and doing. Have you heard about it? Loving. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, security and deliverance. God's LSD. I want to preach for a little while on the subject of God's LSD. And I believe all of us daddies need some wisdom. And every person here, this doesn't matter if you're a daddy or a mama or a young person, this will be applicable to you as well. I'll tell you where we're going. Here's what we're going to do today in the message. We're going to look at the passage of Scripture this man told me he had been reading. Dan said, you know, I've been reading Proverbs chapter 4. I said, really? He said, yep. And so I began to read Proverbs chapter 4. I said, Lord, there's got to be some other stuff in there. Since Thursday, the Lord has been birthing some things in my heart that I want to share with you. In fact, if you're one that likes to have direction in the message, you will note this. There are three answers to life's most important questions. In fact, if you'll answer these questions, and I'll answer these questions, Lord willing, today, I believe it's going to help you. Not only that, but I believe that God's going to bring some spiritual, watch this, success in your life. Notice, I didn't say worldly success. I said spiritual success. So, we're going to find these three, que- three answers to these three most life-important questions By the way, it'll bring security in your life. It'll bring purpose in your life. It'll bring significance in your life as we ask and answer these three questions. Turn, please, to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Find your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. Here is a text. It's a wonderful passage. I want to invite you to stand to your feet as I read this wonderful psalm, uh, rather this uh, proverb, should I say, that Solomon wrote and... uh, And here we began in verse 1 of chapter 4. Hear, you children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, underline that, I give you good doctrine, forsake you not my law. For I was my father's son, said Solomon, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding, verse 5. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. He goes on to talk about the value of wisdom. Skip down uh, to verse number uh, 12. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Look at verse 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not into the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. Turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. He's talking about the wicked versus the righteous. Notice verse 17. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. I love verse 18. Note it. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And then the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and help to all their flesh. Verse 23, note it. Keep 
thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of the feet of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. This is the word of the Lord. God help us in a moment as we dive into this particular chapter and uh, we find out these three uh, answers to life's most important questions. How many of you all need wisdom today? Let me see your hand. Probably every single person, if you're honest with God, all of us need wisdom. All of us need a wise counsel and to know the decisions we've got to make, not only today, but tomorrow and in the future. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for, uh, Lord, the daddies that have gathered mamas that have gathered, the grandparents that have gathered, the young people that have gathered, and we're looking to you. Lord, I have nothing to say uh, that's any eternal worth except for, dear God, I know you're real, and I know you changed my life, and I know you're in the life-changing business, and I'm asking now for, oh, blessed God, for you to illumine our minds, turn the light on for us to see, Father. And Lord, I know there are some daddies here that are needing to make some decisions i know father god that there are some uh, lord uh, all every walk of life that needs wisdom that needs to understand things from your perspective lest we step in a hole or lest dear god we trip and fall i pray father that you'd uh, help us to be open to the to the truth of your word and then submissive to the still small voice of the holy spirit and Father, hungry for your will for our life. I thank you what you're going to do this very day because it's all about you. And I bless you for your precious cleansing, redeeming, overcoming blood that overcomes the devil and the world and the flesh. And Lord, we know that in this whole world, we're pulled on every side. But we thank you for the victory. We thank you for the godly men that are represented here today. And those of us, our God, that want to press on to maturity and to know you, to know the power of your resurrection and even the fellowship of your suffering. Lord, I pray that we'll hand down a lasting legacy. And Lord, you'll broaden our coast. You'll give us greater influence. And um, Father, we'll produce much more fruit. And when all said and done, we'll say to you be the glory. Great things you've done. And we love you because of your great love for us. Uh, change our hearts today. Revive our souls today. Renew our spirits today. And when... Lord, we'll get around your throne. We'll bow on our knees and sing with the redeemed all down through the ages. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor and power and praise. Fill this place with your glory. Lord, fill every heart with your mighty resurrection power. Bind the wicked one. And, oh, God, we pray you'll give us ears again. And, oh, Father God, that you'll get the glory. Thank you, Jesus. What you're up to, we love you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going in the message, all right? You're taking notes. How many of you are taking notes? Let me see your hand. Here's where we're going. There are three uh, answers to life's most important questions. Number one, very simple. Where can we find godly wisdom? Where can we find godly wisdom? We're going to find that. Verses 1 through uh, verses uh, uh, 14 and really 13 
And then we're going to find, number two, not only about this, where can we find godly wisdom? Number two, how can we walk in this godly wisdom? If I want the mind of Christ, if I want to know the will of God, if I want to and you want to not mess up, listen to me, look up here. If you and I take our eyes off Jesus, if you and I lean on our own understanding, if you and I think that we know more than God, then we are prone to slip and fall and make some major mistakes. How many know that God loves us? How many know that God's got a plan for our life? How many know that God's got our best interests in mind? Yet he does not twist our arm or he does not uh, shout in our ear. He just leads us by his word and by his spirit. So if you need wisdom today, you've got some decisions to make. What kind of relationships are you going to build? Where are you going to live? What kind of job are you going to have? What about investments and so forth? I mean, there's all kinds of decisions we've got to make. Number two, how can we walk in this Godly wisdom. Then number three, we'll find that, by the way, verses 14 through verse 19. The second answer to life's most important questions. How can we walk with this godly wisdom? And then number three, and finally, we'll see in a moment, what do we need to watch? What do we need to watch as we walk in this godly wisdom? We'll find that very clearly in verses 20 through verse 27. Do you get those three life's most important questions? Don't worry about it. You'll get them right now. I have them on the board. But here's what I want you to remember. We're talking about spiritual success. How many want to be spiritually successful? Let me see your hand. You want to be spiritually successful. I didn't say materially successful. I didn't say worldly successful. I said spiritually successful. I'll tell you what, you give me a, show me a man or woman that knows this book right here, I'll show you a wise man or woman. And brother, if we ever needed wisdom today, it's now. Amen. Wisdom that comes from God, not wisdom that comes from the world. Now, wisdom is a gift from God, no doubt. Here are the three steps that I want you to note and three most answers, or answers should I say, with life's most important questions. Number one, where can we find where can you find and where can I find godly wisdom? And we'll find that again, verses 1 through 13. Then number 2, what, how can we walk in this godly wisdom? Chapter 4, verses 14 to 19. And the reason I typed this up, put it on PowerPoint so you'll see it. You know where we're going in the message. It won't be a mystery. Plus, furthermore, it helps me to keep engaged when I've got something I'm working toward. Now, number 3, what do you need, what do you need to watch I'll come to that in a moment as we walk in this godly wisdom. Get wisdom. That's what the Lord said. So go back to chapter 4 of the book of um, Proverbs. Chapter 4, number 1. How can we get this godly wisdom? How can we get this godly wisdom? Go back to chapter 4. I want to read these first few verses. Now, but as we jump into the text, you'll note this. Solomon is writing this, and yet Solomon had a father. He had a daddy named David, and David had a son named Solomon. Notice chapter 4. This is Solomon writing this, okay? Chapter 4, verse 1. If you read it, come back to the text and let's read it. Hear, you children. Solomon's writing this by the Spirit of God. Hear, you children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, good teaching. 
I've discovered, let me just stop right there for a moment. There are people today that sit in church over and over again, and yet I've been really amazed at so many people who are willing to throw the teaching of the Bible to the wind to adopt other kinds of teaching. This contrary to the Scripture. I've really been amazed these days how important, and the Lord is teaching me, I hadn't learned it all, but how important it is to follow the Word of God. Can I get an amen? The Word of God is the what we ought to follow, not man's ways and traditions of this and that, but the Word of God. And I'll tell you what, it'll keep us out of a lot of trouble. It really will. Notice again what he says. Uh, For I will give you good doctrine. See, confusion comes in uh, from all this other kind of stuff. For I will give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Notice verse 3. For I was my father's son, said Solomon, and tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Verse 5, get wisdom. Every dad ought to be teaching and we ought to be instructing our children and grandchildren. Get wisdom, wisdom. Not earthly wisdom, but heavenly wisdom. Things, understanding them from God's perspective. The word is Sophia in the Greek. It it means again to uh, perceive, to uh, yes, even experience and learn and, and get wisdom. God, give us wisdom these days. And so get wisdom, get understanding, verse 5. Forget it not, neither decline from, thy, from the words of my mouth. In verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. Oh, there's some things that you can't and I can't impart, but the Lord imparts them to us. Now, let me just say this by the way of as we introduce this first topic and this first uh, answer to life's most important questions and the question is this where can I find where can you find godly wisdom there's some of us today that need a word from God there's some of us today we've been asking about this relationship and we're not sure what the Lord would have us to do where can I find what God wants me to do and note this wisdom is in the Lord Jesus oh yes it is in fact, we fast forward to the New Testament. We find that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. Here's what he said. After he told the church and us today that our wisdom, notice what he said, but of him, but of God, are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us, watch this, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that according to as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. I want to tell you this, beloved, don't miss this, all right? Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Wisdom is in Jesus. Jesus is our wisdom. Not only is our wisdom, he's our righteousness. And not only is our righteousness, he's our forgiveness. And not only is our forgiveness, he's our acceptance. And not only is our acceptance, he's our purpose in life. He gives us purpose for living, purpose for dying. It's all about him. Oh, yes, he's our security. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our strong deliverer. Jesus, it's all about him. And when you have Jesus, thank God you got it all. Amen. Do you have the Lord Jesus today? Does he have you today? You say, I've got him, but how much of you does he have of you? Would you take your hands off your life today and say, Jesus, I need wisdom. I need your understanding as to what I ought to do. I'll tell you what, God answers prayer, amen. And so note that our wisdom is in the Lord Jesus. But uh, the Solomon said, hear my, hear my children the instructions of a father. Now, I begin to think about this in my sanctified imagination. Can you see Daddy David right now 
Some say Solomon was a playboy. Some say Solomon was a mama's boy. I don't know about all that, but I know this, that Solomon says right here, his daddy David set him down, and David was trying to give him some instructions. I can almost imagine in my mind what David probably said to Solomon. He might have said something like this, Solomon, don't forget, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Say that with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. One more time. The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he yours? Is he yours? Is he yours? He's my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Is he really your shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. And he, oh yes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. One little girl put it this way. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows all my wants. I want to tell you something. He does know all our wants. I can hear Solomon say, really, Dad? Tell me more about this. You know, David wrote that, Psalm 23. That's why I'm gathering these thoughts, okay? David says, Solomon, perfect satisfaction. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He knows all our needs. He knows all our wants. Yes, he does. Perfect satisfaction. But wait a minute, Solomon. David says to him, Perfect direction. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Hey, Solomon, not only if you put the Lord as your shepherd, how many know the Lord as your shepherd today? How many know that he will be not only your perfect satisfaction, that is, he'll meet the deepest need of your life. He'll love you with an unconditional love. He'll bring purpose in your life. Some of you, you're wondering, aren't you? You're wandering here and there. You're confused. You don't know why, what your purpose in life is all about. You think it's just to do this, do that. But you're not happy. Why? Because you will never be happy until you come to understand the will of God for your life. Until you understand that God made us for His glory. God made us to serve Him. And one day we'll spend eternity with Him in heaven. So you can look here and look there and try this and try that. Deep down inside there's no contentment, is there? Deep down inside, there's no peace, is there? Oh, no. So I can hear David say, Daddy David to son Solomon, perfect satisfaction, perfect direction, perfect restoration. He restores my soul. Is there anybody here that's tired? Is there anybody here that's uh, worn out? Is there anybody here that's stressed out a little bit? Yeah, all of us perhaps are facing that. But he says, he restores our soul. That is, he equips us, he fills us up, he enables us. He's our refuge and strength of every present help and trouble. I could hear old David say to his son Solomon, perfect satisfaction, perfect direction, perfect restoration, perfect preparation. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. I can hear David say to his son Solomon, perfect protection yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me daddy brother philip phillips just went with to be with the lord just a couple of weeks ago and i shared at his funeral service his home going as i thought and prayed brother phil his faith didn't fizzle at the finish because it was not faulty at the first you get that his faith didn't fizzle at the finish because it wasn't faulty at the first. Is your faith real? Is your faith what it ought to be? Your faith in God, not faith in yourself. Jesus is the author and the finish of our faith. Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse 1. And so, Daddy David says, 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he goes on. David probably told Solomon, not only that, but the time of uh, protection and celebration. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, look, beloved. I can imagine David said to Solomon, Solomon, look outside. Look at the sun. Look at the moon at night. You've been seeing the moon at night lately? Look at the stars at night. Look at the trees. Look at the mountains. Look at the ocean. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. From day to day, thou art speech. From night to night, thy showeth knowledge. Solomon, God created it all. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-1. Time, space, matter. Just like that. Boom, boom, boom. And so I can hear old Solomon. Okay, Dad. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. How can we find godly wisdom? Hear the instructions of a father. But wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all thy getting. Get understanding. Yes, it was Solomon who prayed for wisdom, and God granted him wisdom. But he was led of his lust, and he was ruined by his riches. And you know the ultimate, uh, even though he was instructed by God to build the temple still. And there's no perfect daddy, and he had children. But get wisdom. Is there anybody here that says, I've been making some mistakes? I've been making some bad decisions. All of us do. Hey, listen to me. Just because you hadn't yesterday doesn't mean you're not going to tomorrow. Oh, yes, one step out of the will of God will cause disaster for anybody. That's why everybody today needs wisdom from heaven. I need it every moment of every day in search of godly wisdom. Are you seeking the mind of God? Are you uh, searching for the presence of a living God in your life? Do you want God's peace to rule in your heart? Uh, we were here on Thursday, and a man, uh, we were talking with him, and he said to me, he said, about peace, money can't buy it, and the world can't give it. I said, you're exactly right. Do you have peace ruling in your heart? Oh, this old world of ours doesn't have peace. Oh, no, the wicked are like the troubled sea. There's no peace, said my God, to the wicked. That's what the Lord says. Number two, not only, but as we think about how can I find, where can I find this godly wisdom? If you'll note this, I believe, watch this, I think wisdom comes from this right here, the Word of God. Someone's well said, either the Word of God will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Word of God. You want wisdom? Get in this book. Let it get in you. You know, our average time, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or feeling, make you feel guilty, but I'm saying this. I'm challenging you. We take time to do what we want to do. Why is it, I got thinking about it here recently, why is it we can sit there for two or three hours watching a ball game and uh, be entertained or watch a movie for two or three hours, but we have a hard time sitting in church for an hour, or hour and a half, two hours. Hello, can't hear you. I mean, why is it that we can do all kind of stuff, entertain, and, and there's nothing wrong with uh, us having some entertainment, but, but it really goes to show where our priorities at in life. And that's why I'm saying we need God's wisdom, Lord. I'm prone to leave, you know, Nothing wrong with uh, those things. They're not sinning themselves. But uh, if we're not careful, those things consume us. And, and so, so the Word of God is what we need. Oh, that's, uh, that's our treasure. That's our wisdom. Now, I talked with a man here recently, 86 years old, older than any men here. 86 
You know what he told me? He said, I've been thinking a lot lately. I said, well, what you been thinking about? He said, I've been thinking about when I die. I said, okay. That's not a bad thing to think of. He said, I've been thinking about when I die. I said, well, what you been thinking about it? He said, I'm thinking about how my children will do when after I'm dead and gone. You ever think about that? You ever think about that? When you leave out of this whole world, you ever think about how are your children going to do? How are your grandchildren going to do? Are they going to carry on this lasting legacy? Statistics show, and I want to say thank God for our parents and grandparents, and many have been faithful to God, and I praise the Lord for you. But, you know, most, a lot of our young people today, they, they go to church, and then when they leave home, it's like uh, they've got to discover things on their own, and they've got to understand their relationship with God, and we can give them a wonderful church to come to, but then by and by, they've got to make some decisions. Are they going to incorporate? Are they going to include God in their plans? Are they going to seek God? Are they going to pray about things? Are they going to uh, let God take control of their life? Tell me, is the Lord in control of your life? Do you really let him take control of your life? I'll tell you what. I believe it'll be a happy day when we get to glory. I really believe we stand before the Lord. Number two, how can you and I not only find godly wisdom, but notice how can we walk in this godly wisdom? Look at chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. Notice chapter 4, verses 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Verse 14, go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it pass away for they sleep not except they've done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall here's the bottom line the bottom line is this you ready for this now this is going to be strong for some there's some people you need to walk away from can I get an amen there's some people you need to walk away from there's just some people you've got to walk away from that's what Solomon is saying that don't follow the wicked crowd. I love the book of Proverbs. It says this, he that, he that walks with wise men should be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. I wonder if God's saying to you, some of them friends, you can still pray for them. You can still love them, but you're going to have to walk away from them. If you want godly wisdom, you're going to have to walk away from them. You're going to have to realize they're not picking you up. They're pulling you down. And therefore, it's not helping you, it's hurting you. I love uh, this example I thought about. Now, if I could use a person right here, two people, for example. Speaking of godly fathers, William Mann called me, sent me a text message on Monday, William. I got the text message, and I've been praying for Reagan Diane Howell. That Reagan Diane Howell happens to be his granddaughter. How's she doing, by the way? Better? Two pounds. Two pounds, right? Two pounds. His daughter Aaron, in whom the Lord's put on my heart to pray for for a long time. His daughter Aaron, she has had this little baby premature. They had to do emergency C-section. Two pounds. Y'all put Reagan, Diane, Howell on your prayer list. I've been praying for her. Buck and I prayed for her, didn't we, Buck? The other day on Friday out here. Put her on your prayer list. Why? Godly fathers leading the way. Godly fathers being example. Praise God for godly fathers who know how to pray. Oh, men ought always to pray and not to faint. You know what Paul said to Timothy? Here's what he said. You want to know how to walk in victory. You want to know how to walk in wisdom. You want to know how to overcome. Here's how. 
Paul said, I would that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, 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 lifting up holy hands without doubt, without wrath. I dare say, my brother and sister today, if we just get a hold of God and say, Lord, I've had a hard time, but I'm going to praise you anyway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and, and I know some people are more expressive than others, but one preacher told me this way. He said, when I preach on Sunday, he said, they don't need an under-shepherd. They need an undertaker. He said, I, I, I feel like I'm not in a sanctuary. I feel like I'm in a, uh, what do you call it? Anyway, but the average person, listen to me. If God's been good to you, then you ought to let it, the folks know about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I would that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. You say, but if I lift up my hands, somebody's going to think something about me. Who cares? Are you here to please people or are you here to please God? It's time we get some backbone as men of God and stop caring about what everybody thinks about us and start worshiping and praising God and loving the Lord and letting God have his way with us. Don't care what people think about you or say about you. I'm telling you, we need to get out of our rut. We need to get out of our apathy. We need to get out of our complacency. We need to get out of our lukewarmness as men of God. If we expect our children to be on fire for God, we've got to get out of our coldness and our deadness and our formalism and our apathy and our cynicism and our criticism and our judgmental spirits. We've got to lead the way, men. And I know it's not easy, but you'd be surprised if you lift up your hands how to make you feel. You'd be surprised how to make you feel. You've been down in the dumps. You'd be surprised. I'm just telling what God said. It's not Pastor Randy. 1 Timothy 2.8. I would that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without doubt, without wrath. Well, you want God's blessings on your life. And I'll tell you what, I battle this stuff like you do. Man, how many know this old world? It's easy to find negative stuff to talk about all the time. Can I get an amen? That was weak. I know y'all didn't want to say amen. Can I tell you about Diane? Diane Hip, she's sitting here today. You know what she told me? She don't probably mind me saying that. Diane starts to tell you. Brother Randy, I don't want negative people around me. Does that come as a revelation to you? I don't want negative people around me. If you've got something negative to say, keep it to yourself. How many know that people, we're so negative these days? Why? Because we are not seeking godly wisdom. And, 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 and it's easy to get that way. I get that way. You get that way. But how many know some people will pull you down? They won't lift you up. By the way, look at me. If you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. Boy, that, that ought to get about half this crowd to the altar right there. Amen? 
I'm telling you the truth. That'll get half the crowd to the altar. God, I've been so negative. I get that way. And I say, God, if you don't overhaul me and, and wash me thoroughly in your blood and God deliver me from this negativism, too many of us are negative, 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 negative. No wonder people don't want to be around us. Some folks, you got to walk away. Are you building people up or are you tearing them down? Are you tearing them down or are you building them up? Well, that's where we'll find God at work. Yes, yes, number two, how can we walk in this godly wisdom? How can we walk in this godly wisdom? Some people you're just going to have to walk away from. That's what Solomon's saying right there in verse 14. But if you want to walk away from the negative crowd, by the way, I'm tired of the ABC News and the NBC News and the CBS News. I want some good news. I want some good news. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to get a life. Amen. Hey, look, I want some good news. The good news is the gospel. Christ died for my sins. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again. My God's not in the grave. He's not a dead God. If your God's dead, if your God's a pygmy, get rid of him. Come to the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's an omnipotent God. He's an omniscient God. He's a transcendent God. He's immutable and he's worthy to be praised he's worthy to be served let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy now if you don't have anything to be thankful for don't you be get happy don't get happy but if God's been good to you like he has to me hey let the path of the just is a shining light that goeth more and more into the perfect day the path of the just. Some things you're going to have to turn away from. Remember, how can I walk in this godly wisdom? Verse 18, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. How many know, see if you're honest, as we walk along this path, sometimes we trip. Sometimes we don't watch where we're going. And that's why we fall down. We don't watch where we're going. And we trip. And we fall down. Maybe there's somebody, you today, you've fallen down. You've tripped. And God's saying to you today, hey, get up, get up. Get up. Don't listen to the devil. The devil's going to tell you you're not any good. The devil's going to tell you God doesn't love you and God doesn't have a plan for you. But I want to tell you on the authority of the word of God, you can get up today. Today is a new day. And this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of you need to stir yourself up and say, thank God I'm redeemed. Thank God I'm blood bought. Thank God I'm heaven bound. I've been robbed of my joy. I've been robbed of my peace. God, I need you in my life. And I don't care what the devil says. Get behind me, Satan. I'm going to love you until the day I die. Well, what are you going to do? The path of the just is a shining light. I can think of several men that God has used in my life to influence my life. And I will tell you something, beloved. I was thinking about it today. We take each other for granted. Yep. 
We take each other for granted. Listen to me. Y'all look up here. God has placed some people in your life and in my life, and God help us not to show appreciation and love to them because when they're gone, it's too late. Can y'all hear me? It's too late. It's too late when they're gone. Oh, they know that I love them. Maybe they don't. You need to tell them. You need to tell them. By the way, I was talking with a man here recently. You know real men? Real men aren't wimps. There's a bunch of wimps out there. Don't show uh, love and, oh, I got to be John Wayne. Where do you find that in the Bible? You don't find that. Real men allow the Lord Jesus to control their life. And they're not controlled by the television and by Hollywood. Thank God real men are able to come out of the shell and say, God, I want to be all you want me to be. I want to tell you something. It's a happy day. It shows maturity. And you can look at your daddy and say, Daddy, I love you, and hug his neck. You can't do that. Something wrong with you. Well, you say, I don't have a daddy. Well, hug your father, heavenly father's neck, okay? And you say, well, I didn't have a good earthly father. There you go again about all that negativism. I know. We don't always have everything we want, but praise God. God said, I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my son. Stop whining about what you don't have and start praising God what you do have. Well, that frees some of us right now. Well, I had this and that. Well, look what you got now, bless God. How many got good help now or at least some help? You ought to bless the Lord. How many got a good family? You ought to thank God for it. Don't wait till they're gone. Don't wait to stand around at the funeral and cry and give them flowers then. It's too late then. Tell them now. Tell them now. Tell them now. So, how can we walk in this wisdom? The path of the just is a shining light that goeth more and more into the perfect day. Then number three, what do you need to watch as you walk in this godly wisdom? We've talked about how can we find this godly wisdom? Jesus is that. Oh, bless his holy name. We've talked about how we can walk in this wisdom. Some things we've got to turn away from. Some things we've got to turn toward. The path of the justice is a shining light. Now, last but not least, the third of the answers of life's most important questions. As I thought and read and prayed over this passage of Scripture, the Lord put it in my heart. What are some things? What, 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 what do you need to watch as you walk in this godly wisdom? Turn to chapter 4. And notice, please, verse number 23. Look at verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep your heart, guard it, guard it with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. Notice verse 24. Put away thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Verse 25. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy uh, foot from evil. Here's what the Lord showed me in these last few verses. There's several things we need to watch. Notice. First of all, we need to watch our mouth. If we're going to have God of wisdom, we've got to watch our mouth. You know why? Because Proverbs 18, 19 says, I'm sorry, Proverbs 18, 21, 
says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Say that with me. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. One more time. We got to watch our mouth. Maybe today some of us need old-fashioned mouth cleaning. Why? Again, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. Paul said this in Colossians 4, verse 6. Let your speech be seasoned with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Paul put it this way in Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Watch your mouth. If I'm going to walk in godly wisdom, there's some things I've got to watch for. There's some things you've got to watch for. Watch your mouth. How many today, one little boy said about going to school, he said, I don't want to go to school anymore. Mom and Dad said, why not? He said, well, I can't read, I don't like to write, and they won't let me talk. I don't want to go to school. Somebody said, the old tongue. It's like a worn-out shoe. Everything's worn out but the old tongue and that old shoe. And that's the way it is with us. If we're not careful, that old tongue, who can tame it? It's set on fire of hell, James said, in James chapter 3. So how many have been speaking things that you know wasn't becoming of a child of God? Watch your mouth. You know that little old song that goes... How's it go? Yeah, yeah. That's it? Yeah, yeah. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Oh, yeah. But what else should we watch? We should not only watch our mouth, we should watch our step. Watch your step. Watch where you're going. And the reason we trip, the reason we, we fall down is because, it's because we're not walking in the light. We, we, we take our eyes off the light. God is light, 1 John 1, 5 says. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, John chapter 8 and verse number 12. But not only do we need to watch our mouth and watch our step, we need to watch our heart. That's what he's saying right here in Proverbs 4, 23. Guard your heart. That affections, those emotions, guard your heart. With all diligence, out of it flows the issues of life. There's some of you have been scarred. You look at this picture. I looked for this picture. I, it took me a while to find this. And I said, Lord, that's a good picture. Shows a Band-Aid on the heart. Shows a cut on the heart. Shows stitches on the heart. And some of us here today, we've got wounded hearts, wounded hearts. And you need to let God do some healing in your heart. Maybe you've gone through some stuff in your life and you say, but I bless God, I didn't have this and I didn't have this and I went through this and abuse and so forth and so on. Wait a minute. You believe God still is in control? Do you believe God still holds the key to his hand? Do you believe that God can even take what the devil means for evil and mean for good in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, God can take a broken heart and make something out of it. Keep your heart with all diligence out of it flows the issues of life. Out of it flows the issues of life. I'll tell you what, beloved, as we think today about wisdom, three answers to life's most important questions. Now, you're well aware of the fact that the knowledge in itself is not necessarily the answer. We have to have knowledge today. You're listening, and I appreciate you listening. But knowledge usually leads to experience. Uh, we take what we hear, we take, like today, what we're listening to, and hopefully we won't fall asleep, 
but hopefully we'll take what we uh, learn and we'll apply it to our life. That's the goal of you being here today. That's the goal of me being here today. Lord, what have you told me today? Lord, what do you want me to do? So, knowledge and then experience. That's the reason our young people sometimes, we want them to be perfect. We were talking about when they go to college, to Georgia Southern and, and places like that. I was talking with a young man here recently, and, and when they get out in the world, they're going to make mistakes. They're not going to be perfect. Why? Because they can have all the knowledge in the world, but until they've experienced decisions and become responsible and have to decide to set their alarm clock, hello, and when to get up, and nobody's going to do it for you. Experience. But then from knowledge comes experience. And then we experience. How many have ever been burned? You've been burned by a stove. All of us have experienced things in life, and therefore we glean wisdom. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again, expecting different results. It ain't going to happen experience then comes wisdom wisdom get wisdom get wisdom with all you're getting get wisdom why because it's knowledge and it's experience it's wisdom you'd think that as we get a little gray hair on our head that that would bring some wisdom with some it does with some it doesn't get wisdom i want to be a wise man don't you want to be a wise man don't you be the one of a wise daddy don't you want to be a wise husband? Don't you want to be a wise granddaddy when your grandchildren come to you and say, what should I do, granddaddy? God, help us to be wise in these days. I wonder today, if your daddy's here, certainly you need to make reference to him and let him know that you love him. Let him know that you appreciate him. If he's not, you need to call him. If he's in heaven, you need to thank God for your dad. And maybe there's somebody here today that's been like a spiritual dad to you. Maybe you could slip out of the aisle and say, you know, I just want to thank God for you. I appreciate you have been a spiritual influence in my life. I don't know what God is telling you today. Maybe today you say, I've messed up and I need a new start. I hadn't really been seeking God's wisdom, but today the Lord has shown me. How many got decisions you need to make today? Probably a lot of us have decisions on our mind and heart. Maybe some of us are facing some anxiety. We need wisdom. Oh, my. I was, as we stand to our feet.